Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome, Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 6th of December. Good to have you aboard as we are approaching uh, approaching another huge Miami Dolphins game this weekend. After Sunday's action, we get to start to look. I still got a little bit more for you on the 49ers game, but now it's Tuesday. Uh, we're pissed off. We're angry about the loss. You got to start shaking it off, right? And we're going to start to look forward toward the game this weekend, which is Dolphins Sunday Night Football National Spotlight, Los Angeles Chargers. That's right. They used to be San Diego. They play in Los Angeles this year. Dolphins and Los Angeles Chargers. 
Uh, I believe, it, you know, it's off the top of my head. It is the, it is technically the third national TV game this year. You had the Thursday night game. That's the requirement at the Bengals. Then you had the home game against the Steelers. And the timing of this is really good, actually, for the Dolphins because you got the national media who's found reason now to doubt your favorite little football team and your favorite quarterback. You got the opinionists out there who are entrenched in their, in their uh, stance that that Tua and and the Dolphins are not for real, and this week they you know they 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 get to they get to have their cake and eat it too, and so now this weekend you got the Dolphins on a national stage, Tua versus Herbert, number five versus number six, the better quarterback versus the not as good quarterback. Big-time Sunday night football matchup. So we're marching toward that this weekend. That's obviously going to be a lot of fun. Shout-out, of course, is always at the top of the show. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorney's title sponsor since day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. Those guys believe in me before I even got this thing started. They trusted me, and I'm always going to be eternally grateful for that. But most importantly... If you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, whatever the accident was, car accident, motorcycle, bike, slip and fall, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. You get into an accident, you got to worry about getting healthy. You got to worry about getting better. Let them take care of getting you the money that you deserve, all right? They're going to fight that fight for you. They're going to come through for you. You don't have to worry about that part. You give them a call, you're going to speak with an attorney live right there and get you on your way to recovery. Anna John Levine, accident attorneys. Love those guys. So the uh, let's, you know, we're, we're going to spend a lot of time here early on the show on the heat. First, though, let, let's let's do a little from Monday Night Football last night. Actually, first, I'll do I'll do a little bit of personal stuff. All right, last night I told you we were getting the week started off on the right foot. My son's soccer team, Weston Select U14 boys, excellent job last night closing out the regular season eight two and two. That's an excellent record, and especially considering that they've been they've been they have not been healthy. Most of the season had a great year. My, I mean, my son, who was the goalkeeper, he missed the first three games of the season. Eight, two, and he had a hit pointer. Eight, two, and two, the team finishes. But it wasn't just my son. He had other very big-time players of the team who missed lots of action. We're finally healthy, though. They win last night. They beat Fort Lauderdale FC 6-1. to one. That's right. My son gave up a goal. It was a stupid goal off a corner. Uh, very stupid. But nonetheless, they win 6-1. They beat that team up. And that that... That's how you want to finish the regular season. So so they, they clinch a playoff spot. The playoffs are later on in the year. The playoffs are in May. And we got a big tournament coming up this weekend. Miami Classic. That's what the Zaslow family is doing this weekend. Start, starting Thursday night. Which, by the way, if they wind up making the tournament final, very hard. It's a very difficult tournament. But if they wind up making the final, it's the final game is going to be Sunday night during Dolphins Chargers. I hope that's a problem I got to deal with, all right? But anyway, great job by those boys last night. Uh, and like I said, finish the, this regular season, this fall season, 8-2-2. Two, and two. Now it's time to go win a tournament this weekend. When I got home last night, obviously I recorded the uh, I recorded the Heat game. And no, nobody texted me during Heat games when I got stuff to do, all right? No spoilers. So, recorded the Heat game, and I, I was obviously... I'm watching that on like a, uh, you know, 90-minute delay, two-hour delay, whatever it was. You got the heat on the big TV, Zaslow Mansion Family Room. 
You got the Monday Night Football on the small TV, Zazzle Mansion Family Room. Uh, that game stunk last night. Uh, the Monday Night Football game. I'm starting with the Monday Night Football. The Monday Night Football stunk, but obviously the big story is Brady, how Brady finished the game. I mean, it was 16-3 to with, I think, five minutes left in the game. Does that sound about right? Yeah, they got the yeah, the touchdown pass to Kate Otten with three minutes left. So, yeah, even less time with just over three minutes left in the game. It's 16-3. to and, and the next possession for the Saints, you got, uh, you know, a, a disaster situation there with Mark Ingram where Mark Ingram was hurt and, and they put him back in the game. And I guess Ingram could have had a, a first down. He ended up, you know, running out of bounds because, you know, he's hurt. Uh, anyway, I'm not sure. I think that was that possession that led to the final possession there for the Buccaneers. I may be confusing it with an, with the possession right before that. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. And nobody cares. So the, the big story of the game, though, was Brady. The last two possessions there, I think he was 8 for 10, those final two possessions. Two touchdowns. Had to score again because they scored. He got it called back because of holding. And they, they completed one pass to the sideline. And then the next pass you had to uh, to the to the rookie running back. Six-yard touchdown. And, and the Buccaneers win the game 17-16. Inexplicably. They are hosting a playoff game right now. They are 6-6, six and six, and they are hosting a playoff game because they lead that division. It's the worst division in football, that NFC South. Amazingly enough, I mean, how about this? That NFC South, if the Saints would have won last night, you, you would have potentially had all four teams in it because the Saints, the, the Buccaneers would have been sitting on seven losses, Falcons eight losses, Panthers, eight losses. Saints, eight losses. Worst division in football. You would have had all four teams in it. Instead, the Buccaneers now are in a great position because they're two games up now on the Falcons. So the Buccaneers, six and six. And this is what your playoff picture looks like. Uh, And by the way, uh, I I felt good for Brady. I did. Like, ever since he doesn't play for the Patriots... I'm I'm fine with Brady. I really I hate the Patriots so much. I I just I and what a that Mac Jones sucks. I hate the Patriots so much. And now Tom Brady, like I like seeing him have success. He's going through some tough personal stuff, you know. Let the guy have a little bit of success on the field. I mean, I understand like he gave up his entire family, uh, you, you know, for six and six right now. That's hard times, Daddy. But I, I let Tom Brady have a little bit of shine on the football field this season. All right. It's hard times for him in his personal life. Anyway, here's what the playoff picture looks like on both sides. We'll start with the NFC. The AFC is so much more dramatic. We care so much more about the AFC. The NFC division leaders right now, one through four. Philadelphia, 11-1. Minnesota, 10-2. San Francisco, 8-4. Tampa Bay, 6-6. And And so right now, you got Dallas, 9-3. New York Giants, 7-4-1. Ty is so stupid. Seattle, 7-5. and five. Those are your three wildcard teams. So right now, playoffs, you would have Seattle at Minnesota in the first round. New York Giants at San Francisco. That's like an old-school 90s NFC matchup. I love that. And Dallas at Tampa Bay. Tell you, that fifth spot, the first wildcard position, which right now belongs to Dallas, that fifth spot's money because you're going to get to play potentially at the Buccaneers. And let's be honest right now. 
Dallas would maul Tampa Bay. Maul them. And, and Dallas has like a healthy lead over the next team, which is the Giants. Dallas, I guess, essentially is a game and a half ahead of them because he got that stupid tie with the Giants. So that's what you're looking at right now. Philadelphia, of course, is the bye. The AFC, the best conference, the American Football Conference. Buffalo 9-3 and three right now would have the bye due to the tie break. You got Kansas City at 9-3, and three, Baltimore 8-4, and four, Tennessee 7-5. and five. Those are your top four. Those are your division winners. They would host playoff games. Five, six, and seven, the wild card team, Cincinnati, eight and four, Miami, eight and four, New York Jets, seven and five. And now, of course, right now, Miami does not own the tie break with Cincinnati. That's why they're technically behind them. And they also don't own the tie break with the Jets, although that situation will take care of itself because you got the last game of the season. The Dolphins host the Jets. They're going to take that ass. Everybody knows that. So right now, you'd have New York Jets at Kansas City, Miami at Baltimore. Rematch. That'd be fun. And Lamar Jackson right now, week to week. He's no longer days to weeks. He's now week to week. And Cincinnati at Tennessee. And the Bengals right now look as dangerous as anybody. They're looking like the AFC champion again. And Burrow may may be joining that MVP conversation. I don't know. Look out for Joe Shiesty. So that's what you're looking at right now. (coughs) Excuse me. And of course, for the Dolphin fan, you're, uh, yeah, you got a monster this weekend. If you got any chance, any chance of winning the division, it actually has to start with this weekend. Because you can't go into Buffalo, two-game losing streak, and you need to go into Buffalo, potentially one game back. All right, Buffalo this coming week has the Jets. They're a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I got to assume Buffalo is going to wind up winning that game. So... You got to win this weekend at the Chargers to put yourself in at least a position where if you win the game in Buffalo, which by the way, we found out yesterday has been flexed to for week 15, Saturday night, prime time. How you love that? Two weeks in a row, Dolphins prime time. This Sunday night, Sunday night football, Dolphins at Chargers. Next week, Saturday night, Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. I love it. You have to win this weekend. You put yourself in a position where you're a game back of Buffalo. So if you win that game, that that game is potentially for the division. If you were to win that game, then you go in a game back. You then would pull even with Buffalo. I know we're jumping ahead, but hang with me here. You would pull even with Buffalo and you own the tie break. So you wouldn't be even. You'd technically be ahead of them. But it all starts with this weekend. If you lose this weekend, then you go into that Buffalo game potentially two games back, where even if you beat them, you're still one game back. And of course, if you were to lose that game, you're done. All right. So it starts this weekend. You got to win this weekend. Buffalo right now, they are one and two in the division. So they certainly need the win this weekend against the Jets. And Dolphins division record, they're two and one. Conference record, very good conference record. This is important for tiebreak scenarios, you know, three-way tiebreaks. If you're if you're head-to-head with Cincinnati, they're going to win the head-to-head tiebreak. But a lot of times, you get the three-ways. The, the <laughs> three-way. The Dolphins are six and two in conference. Excellent conference record. And as far as the teams right behind them that we're talking about conference record, see the Chargers desperately need this game against the Dolphins because the Chargers right now they find themselves they are ninth 
well, I guess tied for eighth if you want to do it like that. Eight and nine is New England. Team sucks. New England and the Chargers at six and six. So the Chargers, their division, uh, excuse me, their conference record, they have four conference losses. So they would look to win the tie break, the head-to-head tie break against the Dolphins, and they would also pick up a game there in conference. But this weekend would only pull them within a game of Miami. It could potentially pull them, though, into that seventh playoff spot if the Jets, of course, lose to Buffalo. I hope I'm not making this too complicated for you. The Patriots this weekend, they are at Arizona. You can't sit here and say, even though the Patriots, I'm sure they're favored in that game. The Patriots, are yeah, they're a one-point favorite. Arizona's terrible, but so are the Patriots. So you got a little bit of a logjam right there at the back end of the playoff picture. And don't look now, but the Vegas Raiders at 5-7, and seven, you know, they're looking at the Jets at number 7. If the Jets lose this weekend, and the Raiders, who have, they're at the Rams. All right, that's a super winnable game for the Raiders. Raiders might be favored on the road at the Rams. The Raiders are 6-point favorites at the Rams. So, you got the Raiders, who are totally in the playoff picture, considering, all right, if the Jets lose this weekend... And the Raiders win, you find yourself one game back. So, it all starts, though, as far as the Dolphins and the division. It starts with the Dolphins winning this weekend, beating the Chargers. That puts yourself in a position to go to Buffalo and win the division. And that's, look, that's not even a hot take, all right? That, that, that's, just, that's a troop bomb right there. But I'll tell you what. If you're feeling hot, you're feeling a little bit warm, you put your hand on your cap, you're like, oh my God, I don't think you feel so good. I got to tell you about Doctors on Call 365. Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. You go see my man, Dr. Alon. He's the med. Well, no, you don't go see him. He comes to see you. That's the whole point. Matter of fact, Dr. Alon is coming to my house today. Got my older son little bit under the weather, he's got to get a strep test, all right? My son gets strep throat once a year. It's just, it's a thing, all right? We, we know what's coming. He's got to get a strep test. If I were to call the doctor today, they may say, all right, we, we don't have an opening. We could see him on Friday. I'm like, okay, but he, he needs to get better right now. So Dr. Alon at Doctors on Call 365, he's coming this afternoon to my home to see my son, and he's going to give him a strep test. That's right. You need a strep test. You need... Uh, COVID test, you need uh, a flu test, maybe you need IV fluids, vitamin therapy, you need blood drawn, all right? Doctors on Call 365, based in Broward County, but servicing Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. They're going to come to your home. That's right, your home, your hotel, your work, wherever you are, they will come to you. I can't put a price on convenience. I don't want to go sit in the waiting room at the emergency room. I don't want to try and make an appointment at the doctor's office and be told we'll see you in a couple of weeks. No, doctors on call 365, they're coming to me. That's right. Now, as of right now, there's self-pay. Medicare acceptance is on the way. Private insurance acceptance is coming down the line as well. But what you're going to wind up paying doctors on call 365 for the convenience to come to your home, if you were to go to the emergency room, you're going to wind up paying the same thing, maybe even more, all right? Doctors on call 365.com. Doctors on call 365.com, 786-577-9302. So the heat last night. Oh, man. So I get home from soccer last night. I got the, the Monday Night Football on the little TV. I got the heat on the big TV, of course. Nobody texts me. Don't, no spoilers. Don't do that. And I'm figuring, okay, wow. I mean, look at this Memphis lineup. No John Morant. No Desmond Bain. 
No Jared Jackson Jr. They're down four starters. They're sitting four starters. The Heat are coming off of maybe their best two games of the season. Even though two games ago that was a loss at Boston, 134-121. He played very, very well. Then Jimmy Butler rejoins the team. They play their best game of the season. They beat the Celtics. They take that Celtic ass. Give them just their second home loss of the season. Now you're feeling great, right? And it's one step forward and two steps back. That's right. One step forward and two steps back. You can't take advantage of the win in Boston. Like, like who cares about the win in Boston if you then go lay an egg in Memphis? And Memphis is good, I get it. But they're down four starters, including Ja. Go, go look at that starting backcourt. You ever heard? What, 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 what's the, 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 the guy who was starting next to Tyus Jones? I mean, I know who Tyus Jones is, but what the hell was the name of the guy? The, the other guy in the backcourt? I, I can't even remember. I'm going to look it up for you here. You know, I'm, I'm all about accuracy. Memphis started some guy named Roddy. That's right. And not Rowdy Roddy Piper. David Roddy. That's who started last night alongside Tyus Jones. A backcourt of Tyus Jones and David Roddy combined for 34 points against the Heat. Tyus Jones had 28 of them. But nonetheless, you, you look at this team that they threw out there. And the Heat can only manage 93 points? 16 in the fourth quarter? It, it, it really is one step forward and two steps back. What's the point in that Boston win if you can't carry over any of that at Memphis? By the way, the Heat were in Memphis waiting for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies played the night before. The Heat were in Memphis. They played Friday. They flew over, I believe they flew Saturday. I think they stayed over the night in Boston. They, they were waiting in Memphis for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are playing the second night of a back-to-back. The Heat are chilling. They're coming off a great win against Boston. And that's what we wind up getting? You get that performance there in Memphis? Like, just when I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Hey, the fun's about to begin, right? Just when I'm starting to feel a little bit better. That's what you get last night. And you know what? The Heat are going to wind up beating Detroit tonight. He played the Pistons. They suck. They're going to they're gonna beat Detroit tonight. But who cares? Like, I, I don't understand how you have those two games. Two games. Even though they lost one. Okay. I don't understand how you have those two games against Boston and then 93 points at Memphis. And you know Memphis was trying super hard last night. And you know there's this element. It always happens. I mean, hey, everybody remembers, uh, you know, back in, in, you know, the 96 Bulls, 72-win team. The Heat had eight players. The night they traded for Tim Hardaway, they had eight players. Hardaway, you know, was in route, couldn't make the game. The Heat had eight players that night. Rex Chapman, 38 points, 72 win Bulls. If the Heat didn't beat them that night, they would have had single-digit losses for the season. The Warriors may not be the greatest team with 73 wins. The Bulls may have gotten 73 wins. The team that's shorthanded, you know they're going to try super hard. But it's not as if the Heat are this juggernaut right now where they could take teams lightly. Like, the Heat need to be going into all these games. The team that is playing super hard. And I don't even know that the Heat weren't playing hard last night, but, I mean, there was certainly, like, like, the Heat were up by eight at one point in the second half, and you had this possession where the Grizzlies got, like, three, four chances. Steven Adams is flying in for offensive rebounds, and, yeah, they were outworking the Heat there, man. 
And you can't have that when you're now 11 and 13. You're two games under 500. They're going to beat Detroit. Who cares? You know, you got to start. You got to start mounting these wins on top of each other. And when you got the win against Boston, which, I mean, you know, you couldn't have counted on. Last night, you were gifted Memphis. And then you got Detroit. Then you got a three game homestand where two of the three are Detroit and San Antonio. Clip, you know, Kawhi Leonard hit the game winning shot for the Clippers last night. Who knows if he'll play? That's hit or miss. He never plays. But worst case, let's say you get two out of three on the homestand here. You could have come off of two straight wins on the road there. And what would have been a three and one road trip, you're feeling real good about yourself. You could have been in a stretch where you're winning four out of five. Instead, you lose last night. And. All right, you got this homestand coming up, but this was an opportunity to get a little bit of momentum. Like I said, just just when you, I mean, you're out there listening, like, yeah, you know, Jimmy's back now. I'm feeling good now. It's going to start. Oh, we catch a little bit of a break with Memphis. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take a break, and and that's the performance that you got last night. It's frustrating, man. And the Heat bench stinks. You know, Haywood Highsmith is not an offensive player. So when Haywood Highsmith comes off the bench last night, and by the way, terrific defensive player. You know, they were on the broadcast last night, Eric Reed and John Cry. Now, I'm talking about Eric Reed television play by Playboys for the Miami Heat. OG inaugural member, original Miami Heat employee. I'm not talking about Eric Reed, the former midday host for 7-9 Ticket. I don't know what he's doing. But Eric Reed and John Crotty last night, they're singing the praise of Haywood Highsmith. They're like on, on call. He's making he blocks, steals. Like, like it, they, his ears are ringing. He could hear that they're talking about him. You know, Haywood Highsmith came off the bench, gave you 6.6 rebounds, three steals, blocked shot. The rest of your bench gave you a five. Struess gave you a five. Uh, Dwayne Dedman's out there fouling anything in sight. And Gabe Vincent, you know, couldn't give you anything last night. Here's the thing the Heat bench stinks, and no Yurtsevin and no Oladipo really screwed this team. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, it's not their fault that they're hurt. But no Oladipo, no Yurtsevin really screwed this team. It did. Because, like, Oladipo was going to replace Tyler Hero on the bench, right? And, and you know, Deadman has nights like that where he's just fouling anything in sight. Big Yurt. So, you're looking down that bench and you're saying, can Duncan Robinson give us anything? Now, I don't know if he's hurt. He's, he's listed as with an ankle situation, but you and I know just as well. He's, you know, he's not in the rotation. Coach wants to play Haywood Highsmith, and, and I'm fine with that, but they they really need someone else on that bench, and like Oladipo's supposed to be the guy. This bench stinks. You know, starters were good last night. Hero did, Hero's a great rebounder for his size, man. Hero had 23 points and 13 rebounds. He struggled from three. Jimmy Jimmy had a very nondescript game. I mean, he gave you a bunch of other stuff. 18 points, six rebounds, eight assists. But like you were kind of waiting for a stretch where Jimmy was going to kind of take over. It never really happened. Uh, Bam had 15 points and five rebounds. Caleb Martin, though, 16 points. Zeros across the board otherwise. No rebounds, no assists. Caleb is not a good rebounder. But Caleb has done an excellent job in that power forward spot in the starting lineup. I told you this. I don't want to hear about Jay Crowder being some type of savior. I don't even want to hear about missing P.J. Tucker because you know what? Haywood Highsmith's giving you a little bit of that element. He's not P.J. Tucker, and the guys in the broadcast last night told you that, but he's 
He's given you that element. And Caleb Martin has done a more than acceptable job. He has done a fine job as the starting, uh, I guess, four if you want. Like Caleb Martin, this, like Caleb Martin had 16 last night. But you look at what Caleb's doing on the season. He's giving you 11.5 points and five rebounds a game. How did he not grab a single rebound last night? He shoots 50% overall, 42% from three. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to hear about P.J. Tucker anymore. I love him, but I don't want to hear it. Speaking of P.J. Tucker, the Sixers last night, they lost in double overtime. What was it to, uh, I think, to Houston, right? Bad loss. They're now uh, even at 500, I think, now. Yeah, and James Harden made his return last night. He was like two for 73. He he was terrible. He, didn't, he did not shoot well. So the Heat last night, like I said, Really frustrating. They dropped back to two games under 500, and now you got a three-game homestand, which starts tonight as they uh, they host the Detroit Pistons. Let me see what the Pistons' record is. Are they still the? Oh, no, they can't be the worst. In the East Orlando is definitely the worst. They're six and nineteen. Wow, six and nineteen. So there you have it. You get to see a little bit of Kate Cunningham uh, if that's what you're interested. As far as the Pistons go. But more importantly, the team is back home starting a little homestand here tonight, which includes the Pistons, the Spurs, and the Clippers sandwiched in between those two. All right, so let's get to some Dolphins here. The first thing I want to tell you is, and and I still got a little bit more for you as far as as the San Francisco game, and and even though we're, we're going to begin to look forward to the Chargers, I still got a little bit more for you as far as the San Francisco game, but... Here's what I got as far as the Dolphins go. I, I, I can't believe I'm still actually real quick. Dolphins, like I told you, Dolphins Bills, primetime Saturday, week 15. And the Dolphins yesterday signed former number one overall pick from Kansas City, Eric Fisher. They needed another tackle. Austin Jackson is on IR. I guess he's done for the season. They're hoping Armstead's going to play this week, but I guess they're hoping they could put Eric Fisher at right tackle and you get a little bit of insurance there for left tackle. I know it's like, hey, Eric Fisher, this is a major upgrade over what we have. Couple things. Number one, I don't know that Eric Fisher is an upgrade. If if Eric Fisher still had stuff left in the tank, would he be sitting at home right now doing nothing? I I gotta see it to believe it. I don't know. His former number one overall pick, and it's not like he wasn't a play because he stunk, he was a buster. Just injuries, that kind of deal. You know, end of his career, that kind of situation. Feels a little bit like a Jake Long situation, you know? Where he was like, really good, injuries, going to end the career early. Okay, fine. But, we'll, 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 like, I gotta see it to believe with Eric Fisher. Here's the thing, though. I am shocked at the praise that I have heard for the performance on Sunday that was the San Francisco 49ers defense. Their defense was good, obviously. Their defense is awesome. And their defense was good. But there is no part of me that thinks back to that game, remembers what I was watching, and says, wow, the 49ers defense, they really forced Tua into stinking up the joint on Sunday. And I was even going back, you know, I saw, you can hit me up on, on Twitter, at Zaslo Show, Instagram, at Zaslo J. I'm an influencer, but I love responding with you guys and interacting. And, like, I got a message from, you know, one of my awesome Zaslo Show 2.0 fans. You know, it's not like the 49ers were pressuring to, uh, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't watch that game. That wasn't the game that I saw. 
And matter of fact, I was going back on Twitter and I saw some Dolphin fans out there like putting together these videos of all these video clips. I would give credit if I remember, but putting together this video clip of all the underthrows, mostly overthrows to a missing receivers. Obviously, he was missing two tackles. But Tua was not under pressure on any of these throws. It's like, I, I was, I remember, and I talked about this yesterday. Was Tua off because he's trying to win it for McDaniel? Or was it, he's trying to be extra quick because he knows Armstead's not there. He doesn't want to take too much time back there in the pocket. Is he pressing? Is he rushing? I'm looking at these clips again yesterday. All these overthrows, all these mispasses, underthrow to Sherfield, underthrow to Hill. He is not getting pressure. He's got a pretty big pocket, or he's getting the ball out early before the pressure was even going to come. The 49er defense, I'm sorry, they did not force him into any of those throws. He was just bad. I don't get the praise that the Niners' defense was getting for the performance that Tua I, I don't sit here and claim to be this... Uh, look, I don't sit here and claim to be this football aficionado. I, I'm talking about American football, not, you know, not the world's most beautiful sport, soccer. No, I'm talking about football. I don't sit here and claim to be this big X's and O's guy. I could do that with basketball. Football, nah, there's so much going on there that I and you, we don't see, we don't know about. But that game that I saw Sunday, I I, I totally blame the Dolphins so much more than I give credit to the 49ers. Yeah, I think the Dolphins get more blame than the 49ers get credit for that game. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, I'm looking. If if I could find the clip yesterday, one of the Dolphin fans made it, put together all the missed throws. He's not getting pressured on any of them. Any of them. (coughs) I'm telling you. Uh, The Dolphins blow that team out on Sunday. If Tua looks like Tua, it was a really strange performance. Really tough performance out of him. I just, I don't get it, man. I'm shocked at the praise that the 49ers defense is getting for the way Tua looked. I don't get it. I also saw this yesterday. So give this a listen. And you know, you put on the television, Dolphins, uh, Tua, they're a topic every single day. I love it. I love that they're being talked about, whether I agree or disagree. And, and you, got, you got the Dolphin haters on television. You got, you, know, you got the king of Cuck Mountain, Keyshawn Johnson. You got Mina Kimes. You, you, got, you got plenty of Dolphin haters out there. But you also got guys who, who are Dolphin supporters and who are Tua supporters, like Dan Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky's a big-time Dolphins supporter, big-time Tua supporter. But I thought, I, thought he made, I thought he made the Dolphins slash Tua supporters look bad yesterday. Give this a listen. This was on first take yesterday. Stephen A. Smith, Michael Irvin there. Oh, Michael Irvin. He is the best. Stephen A. Smith, Michael Irvin, and Dan Orlovsky. Give this a listen here. I thought Orlovsky made Tua supporters look bad. I'm saying you were wrong. I what told wrong you what about? was going to happen. What do you mean, what are you wrong about? You was talking about how great Tua was going to look. You believed in him and how great he was going to look this week. Good. Oh, my Lord. Uh, 
All right, Dan. Go you ahead. played well. I'm, 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 I'm not to tell. I'm not going to. That, 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 that's no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. That's ridiculous. No. This is, don't don't no, give Stephen me a. good. Did he play no. up to the standard that he had established mm. throughout this season? Mm. Did he play up mm. to that standard? Because you said mm. he was. And we all know he did it yesterday. Stop that. Stop that. How many, you points, know how many times, how many times mm-hmm. has this San Francisco 49er defense given up more than 20 points this year? Once. To Patrick Holmes and the Kansas City Chiefs, they scored 23. I told you that before Tua. they played. Right. Tua, without both of his starting tackles, scored 17. How many drops did they have yesterday, Stephen? I don't want How to. Many? Excuse me. It's, I counted two. How many? I counted two. I counted two. Four. Four. I counted two. Four. I got, they have four drops. There was a few. I thought he was. I thought he overthrew a couple of times. I don't think no, there were he, drop passes. I didn't think no, 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 no. Passes. It wasn't the pinpoint he accuracy was that off. we have been he seeing. Was he, was he, was, he was off. He was off. He was off, I'm not sitting here t- saying he played perfect, but you're you're making it sound like he was a disaster. No, no, no. Without I'm both making tackles. It, no, 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 no. I'm making it sound like he was relatively decent, but Dan Orlovsky said something more was going to happen, and it didn't. That's my point. Yeah, so, I, look, I, I like that there are certain guys who you know will defend the Dolphins, who will defend Tua. Orlovsky is one of them. Orlovsky knows what he's talking about, but... I, I thought Orlovsky made the two supporters look kind of delusional in that spot right there. You, you can't you can't go on television and say Tua played well. Tua's the reason they lost on Sunday, and I know I know it's a hard thing to say, and especially coming from someone like myself. I love Tua. I love him like a son. I love Tua. That's my guy. It's been my guy from day one. But. I'm not delusional enough to to sit here and tell you that Tua play, that that Tua had never has fault that Tua doesn't make mistakes and that this past Sunday Tua wasn't really the reason that they that Tua was not the reason they didn't win the game. Now you you could point to the defense defenses you want to say a defense this past Sunday gets equal blame. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But even as bad as the defense was, Tua makes all those throws. Tua hits all those receivers. We win that game going away. We do. I mean, we, we win by double figures. You, you can't go on television or live. Like, I, I got to side with Stephen A. Smith. Have to. You can't, you can't go on television and say Tua played well. Tua played well. It was terrible. You know, except for maybe the New England game, the first game of the season. And Tua wasn't good, the Pittsburgh game. But you give him a pass there. First game back after the concussion. Uh, yesterday, I mean, it was as bad a game he had all season. And it was especially bad because all the opportunities were there. They left so many throws, so many completions, so many points on the field. So, uh, I, I, I thought Olavsky made, made two of his supporters look kind of look foolish there yesterday. You can't say he had a good game. He was bad. So, we got good times, hard times coming up in a few minutes here. We do it every Tuesday, of course. Tell you which NFL fan bases, minus the Dolphins, which NFL fan bases are having good times after this week's action, and which are having hard times, Daddy, after this week's action. We'll get to that in a moment here. Thanks to everyone who came out to Briny Pub on Sunday. Place was packed watching the Dolphins game there. BrinyPubPompano.com. They got live music there every night. Great atmosphere. World's greatest upscale dive bar. Got live music every night, including tonight. You got Michelle Wolf live tonight starting at 6 p.m. You got a fresh pint 
waiting for you right now at Briny. Got some specials too today. How about some new Mahi tacos? All right, it's Taco Tuesday. You got Dollar Off uh, Casamigos, Patron and Volley Tequila Seltzers. The Briny Hour, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. And like I said, you got live music seven days a week. And I'll see you on Sundays for Dolphins games and NFL Sunday ticket. They got it at the Briny. So Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, brinypubpompano.com, world's greatest upscale dive bar. Real easy to get there, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way down to the Atlantic Ocean. Don't drive into the ocean. You can't watch the games or have drinks there. But Atlantic all the way to the ocean. And right there on your right-hand side, you got Briny Irish Pub. All right, very good. Love those guys out there. So, I do want to get something NBA-related here, all right, before we get to good times, hard times. So, big controversy right now in Atlanta, right? Trey Young, Nate McMillan. Now, Trey Young has had clashes with coaches in the past. Remember, Lloyd Pierce got fired a couple years ago. Nate McMillan was elevated from assistant coach to head coach. So, Nate McMillan has had clashes. And oh, I mean, Trey Young has had clashes with the coach, but you know that doesn't mean Trey Young's a coach killer. Coaches can have disagreements with their players, with their star players. I mean, Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, we know they go at it. All right, but it's it's not the end of the world. But there there was, I think there was probably blame to go around on both sides where Trey Young needs to be showing up for the game as opposed to. You know, being told, hey, either come off the bench or don't play tonight. And and he decides, okay, then I I guess I'm not coming to the game tonight. And on the other side, like, Trey Young needs to be better about that. And then on the other side, Nate McMillan, like, why is Nate McMillan giving him an ultimatum? You know? I understand he's the coach, and I I wish the coach had more power than he does. You know, we know it's a player-driven league. But Nate McMillan probably doesn't have to. Like, why is he saying you could only come off the bench if you're hurt? You know, what's going on there? And why does it have to be come off the bench or don't play? I Clearly, that there was we're not getting the whole story. That's for sure. All right? And hey, that's, that's for them, you know? Now, you also have to remember, if Trey Young did something really bad, and he should have been at the game, but he'd have been suspended if he did something really bad. You know, if he was supposed to be there, like if it was an inexcused absence... He'd have probably been suspended. So anyway, this is yesterday, Trey Young speaking in the media for the first time since that. And if you're trying to get into sports media and your your professor is going to tell you, he's going to show you a video of what not to do when talking to players, this is the video they would show you. Situation, I mean, we're all grown men here, and there's sometimes we don't always agree. And um, I mean, it's unfortunate that private, private situations and private conversations get out to the public, but I guess that's what uh, the world we live in now. But, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'll just focus on basketball and focus on helping my team win, and that's what i got to get to refocusing on. But what's public was that you not at the game, so why weren't you there? Man, it's not you. Uh... So you was at me, bro. I'm uh, curious. I mean, you're leader of this team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for people who don't know the full situation to, to understand it. So, I mean, it's like I said, it's a private matter again. and It made public, which is unfortunate. 
Um, and if it was stayed private, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But uh, like I said, it's unfortunate. But my, my job and my goal is to, to win a championship, and that's all I focus on. But you can see the perception, though, Trey. You are a leader of this team, and when you're not there to yeah, support your you, guys. When you're, when you're an outside guy like you are, and you don't understand in a private matter, in a private situation, uh, you should probably stay on the outside. And like I said, it's unfortunate that everybody has to understand and, and know a little bit of the details that went on inside. But, um, I mean, inside here, we're all good. And, uh, I mean, if you got any more questions about that, then you can you can talk to somebody else about it. That's all I got to say about it. Again, I respect what you're saying about the, the, the private of, of, of the locker room, the private of the practice core. We're not here. I guess it's just a public thing of you not going to support your teammates when you're healthy about not going on the bench. So where's the disconnect there? If I was healthy, I would have been playing. But, I mean, John was in a boot, and he was still at the game. Yeah, but you don't know the full story. Again. You wanna... Again. No, I don't want to. So that's just there's more to it? If you're being healthy, just, I mean. A private matter needs to stay private. I hate that whole exchange. It, it, makes, it makes reporters, sports reporters, sports media look so bad. You know, you got you got this notion. Of, forget about the, you know, fake news and that kind of stuff. That's, that's a whole other issue. But. You got guys like Kyrie Irving who put this narrative out there that the media's out to get them, and it's stuff like this that reinforces that. Like, this reporter, I don't even know his name, who the hell cares? This reporter, he furthers that narrative. This reporter was out to get Trey Young. He's trying, this is his gotcha moment. This is his let's go viral moment. This reporter is the guy that the players are talking about when they don't like the media. It's this guy. It gives the rest of us a bad reputation. I mean, first of all, you could tell Trey Young, because he says it's a private conversation. He kept saying it's a private conversation. Get out to the public. He's, he's more angry He's not as angry about the situation than he is that someone decided to get this information out there. That there's someone in the Hawks organization who, right after this happened, decided to get on the phone, text Woj or, or, or Shams or what. He's, he's angry about that. He's much more angry about this leak that is maybe trying to make him look bad than he is about any kind of disagreement with his coach, Nate McMillan. That, that's first and foremost. But... This is an example of how not to cover athletes. You know, like, <coughs> excuse me, I tweeted out on, on my Twitter at Zaslow Show, and I got a response. You know, it's, it's a terrible job by the reporter. And I got a response. It's a great job by the reporter. These players are divas making millions, and they get upset when they're asked uncomfortable questions. Um, it can't be a great job by the reporter when he didn't get any answers out of him. That by definition, the reporter's job is to get answers. He didn't get any answers. So just by definition, it's a terrible job by the reporter. He he didn't accomplish anything. And in my opinion, and I think a lot of people when you hear that would agree, a big reason he didn't get the answers was because of the way he spoke to Trey Young. Was because of his tone. I mean, just, just the first question I think it's and Trey was taken aback. You heard him. It, it, he was taken aback by this guy. Like, like this reporter was like, like he was sunning him. He was sunning him. It's not, it's, you're not his daddy. I mean, the way that he was talking to him was rough, man. You're never going to get answers out of players. Especially a player that's in the wrong. Like Trey Young was in the wrong. 
You're never going to get answers out of players speaking to them like that. And that whole thing right there was a bad look for all for the rest of us because it reinforces that dopey opinion from guys like Kyrie that the media is out to get them. Porter didn't do his job at all. And then he kept asking him all, the same question. It's like, it's time to move on, man. It, like, it's allowed to be a private matter. He doesn't have to let everybody know. You know what you know. There was a leak. There you go. He doesn't need to disclose his private conversations with his head coach. Uh, I, 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 I hate that exchange. It looks, it looks so bad, too. And here's the thing. Can I let you know a little secret? Trey Young, by the way, he did a really good job. He was frustrated, but he did a really good job. He knows himself very well right there. That reporter sucks. That, that's the video they show you if you're trying to be in sports media. That's the video clip they show you of how not to handle uh, interactions with players. That right there. That's the video. But th- th- this, this is, I'll let, you, I'll let you know on behind the scenes stuff. That's a TV anchor. He's, he's like a sports director there in Atlanta. Let me tell you exactly what happened. This is exactly what happened. And every market has this. God knows we have it down here. We do. We have that guy down here. You can figure it out for yourself. His name rhymes with Yim Yeri. We got that down here too. There'll be like a like a controversy. And this was a controversy. There'll be like a controversy with, with one of the team's players out there. And the TV anchor, the TV reporter, who is never at the games, who's never covering the team, he then shows up for the first time. He's got to be there for the controversy. He's there for the first time all year. Every team has this. Every city has this. We have it here too. I told you his name rhymes with Yim Yeri. And he will show up the only time of year when there's a controversy to butt in, to put his nose into this story. And he'll get out in front. He'll ask those questions. And there will be a tone as well like this. And he's trying to do the gotcha. And try got to get on camera. And... That guy is the Atlanta version of that. They're never there. They only show up when there's the controversy. And the players know that. And now Trey Young is being grilled. Disrespect. It was disrespectful. Trey Young is being grilled by this guy who's there for the first time all year. And, like, he didn't have patience for that. Like, Trey Young may have had the patience for it for the guy who's there grinding every single day. The guy who's covering the Hawks beat. But the guy who's only there... For the first time this year, because there's a controversy. Yeah, Trey Young knows he hasn't seen that guy all year. And now you're talking to me like that? Guy sucks. Guy sucks. <clears throat> anyway. Hey. Week 13 in the NFL is done. We got to find out which fans are having good times right now. And which fans are having hard times, daddy. Hard time! I win! The auto workers are out of work, and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. All right, let's start out with the good times first, all right? Let's find out which fan bases through week 13 of the NFL are experiencing good times after this week's action. Number three, Detroit Lions fans. That's right. Detroit Lions are now five and seven, looking like a competent team. They have good offense. They scored 40 points. Jared Goff, not terrible. They scored 40 against the Jaguars. They're now five and seven. They love Man Campbell. Lions fans right now, believe it or not, are having good times. Number two, 
Philadelphia Eagles fans. They crushed the Tennessee Titans. A.J. Brown, excellent revenge game against his former club who didn't want to pay him. They're 11-1, number one in the NFC, home field advantage throughout. The Eagles fan is having good times right now. And the number one fan base right now that's having good times, they're having the best times, Cincinnati Bengals fans. Yep, after a slow start to the season, they got Jamar Chase back, Joe Mixon, they're weathering that storm. Uh, Joe Shiesty, Joe Burrow, AFC champions are looking like the AFC champions. They're now 8-4. and four. They get a great win against the Chiefs. They own the Chiefs. Burrow owns Patrick Mahomes. 3-0 and against him. Number one good times this week. Cincinnati Bengals fans. So number three, Lions fans. Number two, Eagles fans. Number one, the best times right now after week 13 are being had by the Bengals fans. Now, let's see which team's fan base are having hard times, daddy. Number three, Chiefs fans. Yep. Chiefs are still technically tied for first in the AFC, but they lose the tiebreaker right now to Buffalo. They're 9-3, and three, and they got to be concerned again. What if we got to run into Cincinnati again in the playoffs? I mean, Joe Burrow, he owns us. Chiefs fans are having hard times right now. Number two, Chargers fans. The Chargers dropped to 6-6, six and six, uh, bad loss to the Raiders, and now they got to take on Tua, who's going to light their asses up, They know it's coming. They're going to be embarrassed at home. Their home this year is Los Angeles. Number two, Chargers fans having hard times, Daddy. And number one, we actually have a tie for first place. The team's fan bases that are having the hardest times this week are Commanders and Giants fans. Now, the Commanders, that's what Washington is called this year. They're called the Commanders. Commanders and Giants played to a tie this week. The whole week. You're looking forward to a game. You watch the whole game. Nobody wins. It's a tie. Hard times, daddy. So number three, Chiefs fans are having hard times. Number two, Chargers fans are having hard times. And number one, hard times, daddy, for the Commanders and Giants fans. And that right there is another edition, a Tuesday edition of good times and hard times, daddy. So... Florida Panthers, by the way, Panthers are back in action tonight. I do need to make sure I note that. They are taking on the Winnipeg Jets. The Panthers looking for three in a row. All right. And I, I, I would imagine it's going to be Spencer Knight in goal again. He's gotten, I think he's gotten three or four, three consecutive starts, I think, at this point. He's the better goaltender. I would imagine it's going to be Knight again. Panthers with back-to-back road wins, 5-1 road wins. Knight's been great. He's the better goaltender, and if Knight is back in goal tonight, I think this is probably a sign. Spencer Knight's the number one. Like, it's Spencer Knight time. Spencer Knight is the number one goaltender for this team, and Bobrovsky now, I mean, he'll still get his games, but he's officially the number two. Bobrovsky needs to be the backup right now. Keep rolling with Spencer Knight. The Panthers are 12-9-4. They are currently a point back of a wild card spot. Sucks. And they are three back in the division right now. So they take on a Winni- Winnipeg Jets are good. Jets are second in the Western Conference Central Division with 31 points. They're 15, 7, and 1. So they're seven games over 500. They're very good. While the Panthers are sitting a game under 500 at 12, 9, and 4. This would be a great 
finish to the road trip. Then the Panthers are coming back home after this. They'll be back home on Thursday to take on Detroit before Saturday night they're at Tampa Bay. So if the Panthers can finish this road trip strong tonight, I'll be very excited. Come on. 8 o'clock tonight, Panthers and Jets from Canada Life Center in Winnipeg. And uh, like I said, I'm hoping it's Spencer Knight who's in goal again. And I think that's a, a clear sign that Spencer Knight is the number one goalie on this team. Let's go, man. Let's go. I'll tell you I'll tell you what's a good idea to do tonight. Sit myself down on the couch. 8 p.m. tonight, Panthers, Jets. I'm already actually sitting on the couch because the Heat game started at 7.30. Heat and Pistons, go grab me a Johnny. That's right. I'm talking about Johnny Cuba, a lifestyle brand. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. Hey, when I get done with the show today, sometimes... Early afternoon, late morning, I like to sit out there right at the pool, the Zaslow Mansion patio, crack open a Johnny. I got myself a six-pack. You pick it up from Sedano's or Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Right now, through the holiday season, you got a special on six-packs. Hey, if you like hot sauce, oh, man. When Juan and Myra first told me about the hot sauce, like, Zaslow, do you like hot sauce in the Zaslow Mansion? I love hot sauce. How about... Johnny Cuba hot sauce made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. That's what I'm ta- That's what I'm talking about right there. I'll put hot sauce on anything. You ever have hot sauce on macaroni and cheese? Yo, don't knock it. I love hot sauce on macaroni and cheese. But anyway, go grab yourself a Johnny. Like I said, six-pack cans, holiday special, Sedano's Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Go pick up a Johnny. Johnny Cuba, again, their mantra, stay tranquilo. Go pick up a six-pack Johnny Cuba right now. You won't regret. You'll thank me. You don't have to, but you will. All right. You know what time it is. Let's do some big deal or not a big deal. All right. A Tuesday edition of big deal, not a big deal. Here's what I got for you. Number one, a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of bit of a sad note today to start off big deal, not a big deal. How about Kirstie Alley? We find out passes away yesterday. She was 71 years old. Obviously, uh, you know, maybe you saw when, when I was young, she was in the Look Who's Talking movies, but she really rose to fame, obviously, with uh, Cheers. You know, not not the stuff she'd been doing the last, like, 15, 20 years, where it's like she uh, I, she did a lot of reality TV stuff, but Cheers, she played Rebecca Howe, that's right. Uh, she was excellent on that show, great chemistry with Ted Danson. Uh, that really had her rise to fame. By the way, Cheers totally holds up if you go back and watch Cheers. Totally holds up. And uh, Kirstie Alley was great on Cheers, and she passed away 71 years old uh, a private battle with cancer. Uh, nobody knew that. That's why it's private. A private battle with cancer. So, that's a big deal. I was sad to hear that Kirstie Alley passes away yesterday. Alright. Uh, no easy way to transition there. But how about we transition to Giannis Antetokounmpo yesterday he lets you know after the game that his birthday is coming up, and you know you're looking to get after it. I have something planned for me, maybe like a birthday cake, maybe like a birthday card, <laughs> or maybe like a birthday watch, or maybe a jewelry. I would love that. I know that my family's watching right now. They should go get get them. Um, I would not want to go to dinner because I have a game the next day. I want to be able to rest and uh, get my treatment that I usually do and take my nap and play with my kids. 
other wants to put my kids uh, to bed, you never know what can happen. You know? <laughs> Might get a little bit freaky. <laughs> 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 it's my birthday. Yeah. Hey, good for Giannis there, all right? Come on, everybody Everybody wants to get a little action on their birthday. You know, Giannis, very busy guy, I'm sure. You know, look, it's his birthday. Let him get his freak on. That's a big deal right there, you know? Giannis, he deserves it. He's such a good player. Come on, that's a big deal. Here's what else I got for you, big deal or not a big deal. How about this FCS, FCS, not FBS, this FCS playoff game this past weekend. It was on ESPN. And one of the teams was punting, but the announcer, uh, that's not exactly the way that he pronounced it. A pretty good cunt, uh, punt that uh, Judd Crockett immediately. Yeah, that's, that's not how you pronounce it. It's not, it's not with a C. That's a completely different word. It's with a P. It's punt. It's not the other word, which is a really terrible world, word. So I'm going, I'm going not a big deal, all right? Uh, it's embarrassing, of course. I don't know how many people saw because it was an FCS game. I'm going not a big deal. Big deal, not a big deal. I got one more for you here. So Guns N' Roses, everybody knows Guns N' Roses. I love Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses had a show recently, and apparently it's a thing where at the end of the shows, I've seen Guns N' Roses a few times, but I, I don't know, whatever. Apparently it's a thing where after the show, Axel pulses his microphone into the crowd. Well, the microphone hit this woman in the face. She showed her pictures. She got busted up. She's got two black eyes. She is, which, you know, it means it hit her in the nose, right? Does that happen when you get a broken nose, you get the black eyes? She has these two black eyes. Her nose is busted. She got, she got, oh, oh. All right. And I don't know if she's suing. I hope not. But it came to the band's attention. She got jacked up by this microphone that was thrown to the crowd. Axl Rose released this statement here. It's come to my attention that a fan may have been hurt at our show in Adelaide, Australia, possibly being hit by the microphone at the end of the show when I traditionally toss the mic to the fan. If true, obviously we don't want anyone getting hurt or to somehow in any way hurt anyone in any of our shows anywhere. Having tossed the mic at the end of our show for over 30 years, we always felt it was a known part of the very end of our performance that fans wanted and were aware of to have an opportunity to catch the mic. Regardless, in the interest of public safety, from now on, we'll refrain from tossing the mic or anything to the fans during or at our performances. Unfortunately, there are those that, for their own reasons, chose to frame their reporting regarding the subject in a more negative and irresponsible, out-of-nowhere light, which couldn't be further from reality. We hope the public and, of course, our fans get that sometimes happens. A big thanks to everyone for understanding. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going not a big deal. All right. I hope this woman isn't suing. He clearly doesn't want, the band doesn't want people getting hurt. I didn't know that that's a thing that they've been doing for 30 years, but if that's a thing they're doing for 30 years and he's going to stop doing it because of this incident, then, you know, clearly feels bad about it. So I'm going, yeah, I, I'm going not a big deal. All right. I love that. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not. All right. Can we start the show tomorrow? Can we get a double dip tonight? Heat win? Panthers win? You know what a great mood I would be in if we could start the show tomorrow? That If the Heat and the Panthers win tonight, that's called double dip. Can we start the show tomorrow with a little bit of double dip action? 
Look, I'll, I'll, I'll say a quick prayer to Hashem. Hashem, please, can we get double dip action tonight? All right, I love you a long time. See, there you go. That's how we want to start the show. Great job by everybody involved today. Excellent show we all put together. I appreciate you. Hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, comment, like. Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mother I say hello. The YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. If you want to sponsor, you want to get in on Zaslow Show 2.0, if you think it's something that uh, is worth you get involved in, we'll figure something out. You go to my Twitter account, you can see in my bio there, I got my email there for, for sponsors, for advertisers. So if you think you're a good fit for this show, hey, let's talk. Come on, Zaslow Show 2.0. I love all my sponsors and future sponsors. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.